Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. Podcast, podcast, podcast. Alert, alert, alert. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. You know, sometimes we do uh, stories about penis. Uh, sometimes we do stories about what happened in our lives. And sometimes we do real topics. Yes. And sometimes a, all of that All in one. Yes. Right. I have an, a real topic today that I see coming up in the news. I wanted to get your take on it because... Uh, Is this going to be something I don't care about? I don't know. Okay. You might care about it. I might. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say you have children, so you're gonna care about okay. it. Okay. But it was a real topic, and I and I I I couldn't imagine somebody having the opposite view as me, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this one seems like <laughs> that, was funny. that doesn't make sense, but here we are again. Okay. So it's this idea of uh college the the money people have borrowed from college college debt oh i know where you're going yeah this is a very big thing listen a lot of people are in debt in this country because of college loans for sure right? go to these colleges it's very expensive your parents didn't uh, put money away from you your parents weren't available to do that you uh, had to put yourself through college whatever it was and they have these college loans, which, as I listen to my main man, Dave Ramsey, a lot of the debt in this country is college loans. Mm -hmm. So there's some idea going around that that President Biden wants to forgive college loans. Well, that was on. He ran on that when he ran for president. He, that was one of his things. Yeah. And I was trying to find out, like, really, what does this mean? Because some people say it's. Not everyone would qualify. Some people say only a handful of people qualify. Some people are saying that he's saying he wants to only forgive $10,000 for each person. Some say $50,000 for each person. So I was very confused by it, and I, I did do a lot of reading on it. There doesn't seem to be a definitive answer about this. Well, uh, before you go on, yeah. the first thing I would do, instead of forgiving debt, I would... 
This is for college education. Yeah, college education. Here's what I would do, and I would make it a law tomorrow or at 11 a.m. I would scrap interest on the loans. You're paying a fortune. Right. I don't understand why, and I guess people will say, well, because you're not borrowing the money from the college, you're buying it from a financial institution. Well, how about we forget the third party, if that's the case, you borrow the money or set up payment plans, even if it's 10 years, five years, whatever, with the university that you are paying a ridiculously large amount of money to for, I don't think you're getting your money's worth personally. That's my opinion. Zero interest. Because the biggest part of the debt is the interest payments that you're making. Right. So if you even if it's three percent, well, three percent interest on what could be a hundred and eighty thousand dollars that you owe. I mean, you do do mortgage rates. I mean, it's ridiculous. And a yeah. lot of times that they're not set it's like a credit card where they're not set amounts that you're paying back and you see the end. So let's scrap interest, but pay back your debt. And the money will go away a lot faster. That is true. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, angle because there's a couple different. Like I thought, I thought it seemed ridiculous that we would wipe out people's student loans. That yeah. just seemed insane to me. I but agree. People, people thought I was crazy. That's unbelievable. You're the one that decided to go spend fifty thousand dollars a year at a university when you can go to a community college for a fraction of the price. And then go find a good state school for the Correct. next two years. Correct. And you don't have to be $200,000 in debt. Right. Whenever anyone calls into Dave Ramsey's show and says, I owe you know $200,000 in students that he always says, uh, he always says, are you a doctor or a lawyer? Because yeah. really, aside from that. Well, you know you're going to make it up right. quickly. Um, I agree with you. It's a conversation. My son is um, a high school junior. And it's been <laughs> very relieving <laughs> for me when these colleges send all their pamphlets and you know we've gotten to a point now where he just throws them out he doesn't even look at them because he wants to go to Rutgers which and he wants to commute he's not even looking to stay there because we only live 25 minutes away he loves it he likes the idea of going back and forth we give him tremendous amount of freedom in the house so that's been good and he's not even looking to live there he's like I'll have friends there I'll be I'll do plenty of staying over and out and he goes I don't need to live there I'm like thank god because I 529 wise, I probably can cover him for four years commuting. That is like what a weight off my shoulder. Right. Shoulders. I, I couldn't imagine what I would do if he came to me and said, I want to go to Harvard. And he's got the grade. I'm not saying he'd get in, a small percent get in. Grades wise, though, he would qualify because he's very close to a 4 0 student and he's done a lot of activities. So he'd have a chance. I don't think he'd get in, but he'd have a chance. W- what am I doing then? Right. Harvard's $65,000 a year. Correct. Uh, why? I don't know. Because it's Harvard. F off. Really? Now, you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer. I get it. I'm with you. But you're going to go to Harvard and come out with a business degree? I mean, I see, I shouldn't say that. Let me rewind. A lot of, even at Columbia, a lot of the business majors, and they end up at Wall Street very quickly, and they make a lot of money. So let's take it. To a different angle. If you go there and you're taking and you're going there just for the degree to have a regular job like the rest of us, it, that's what I would say. Right. If you don't see a clear path to this degree, like right. if you go to far go to school and you're a pharmacy major, you know what a pharmacist makes. Yes. When they first get out of school, a couple years experience, and then if you move up, like you know what that is. Right. Us going to school for communications. Right. 
Or it'd be a liberal teacher, arts, professor, business. Well, business, that's where I actually stopped myself because a lot of the business majors that I dealt with at Columbia, yeah, because of the contacts, and they would get Columbia. hired. Same thing. And that's why I was saying I should yeah. stop myself when I said about Harvard because there are many majors where you can make a lot of money, but there are others where you're not. And in those cases, why would you go there just to say you went to Harvard? And listen, I was a dumb kid in high school. Like, I was dumb. I didn't, I, I was not on top of my game. Even I was aware that whether I took out a loan for school or I took out a loan for a car, I had to pay that. Yeah. I the whole never point went of into, signing it, that you're promising yeah, to pay it back. Because I had so many people yesterday telling me that we brainwash kids to feel like they have to go to college and have to take out these loans, that they're brainwashed into taking out the loans. I disagree because I think the parents do it. Right. It's really, I. this is where I think, this is where some family and personal responsibility comes into play. Me and my wife are at, we're similar in that, but we're also a little different. If my son came home and told me tomorrow he wants to be a mechanic and wants to go to a trade school, or he wants to be an electrician, wants to go to a trade school. The two of us, 100%. Awesome. Go to a trade school. Go be an electrician. Great career. You'll always have work. Great. Wonderful. I don't, you need to go to college for that. I don't, I don't think you do. Where we differ a little bit is that if he wanted to go to Ohio state, she would be on board. Great experience. Get away, grow up. I'm like, and I'm like, are you out of your mind? Like, are you paying for it? Because I'm not. That's where I'm like. So, And she's the state school route, too, because she went yeah. to Kane. I went to Jersey City. So she's all good with him going to Rutgers or if he wanted to go to. That's great. But she's also more accepting of, hey, if he wants to go to Ohio State, let him go. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's where we differ a little bit. But we've told him all the time, like, don't feel like you have to go to college if there's something you want to do that does not require it. What's the, what's the point? Right. No point. But then even if you look around at the successful people here, you went to Jersey City State. Yes. I went to Kane. Eddie went to? Um, he went to Stony Brook. Stony Brook. Gio went to Hofstra. Yep. You know, Boomer was on a scholarship to Maryland. Right. But that was his only option. For sure. For a scholarship was Maryland. Uh, you go and uh, Evan didn't go to college. Right. Craig, Craig went, went to, to Syracuse. Syracuse yep. Right. So, but there were better, like, I had a you would think that I would have a better shot at working in broadcasting if I went to Syracuse versus Kane. Right. Or and versus here you Jersey are in City New York State. morning drive. Right. Like and, and worked in morning, worked at NEW. Yeah. Worked at K-Rock. Like you worked at huge radio stations. Right. So I don't know. I just, we, we're in this era now where we, where everything is somebody else's fault. Yes. And these are, there are people still now like, there are people that have nine hundred dollar car payments. Yeah, you are not earning the money to be driving a nine hundred dollar a and month yet car. Everyone goes, and they have to keep up with the Joneses. Right, that's what it is. Gary V. I, I actually I haven't listened to him in a while, but I used to listen to him at least once a week. He is so anti college, and he'll give you just like you just did. And I shouldn't say anti college, anti big college and wasteful money. Yes. He, you know, he's about um, relationships and contacts and doing good by others. They do good by you. And, you know, you just got to put the work in for sure. But there are so many different ways to succeed that it shouldn't just be 
go to high school, go to college. Now I'm going to get a good job because it's not, it's just not that way. Right. In some cases. And if they're going to start forgiving loans, what about the people that busted their ass to pay back? I want back pay now. Now I'm back pay. Right. And why couldn't you sue the government now for, or why, maybe why don't I get anything back? Maybe I didn't go to Syracuse because I didn't want to take out a loan, and maybe Syracuse would have given me a better education I in broadcasting. I don't just, you know, when someone, like you can make the case, someone can claim bankruptcy, and that's very irresponsible because they're the ones that got them in that mess. 100%. But the thing about that, at least, there's a, there's a severe penalty attached to that. You can't take credit out. I believe it's for seven, not months, right? seven years. And so if you default on a significant amount of money and loans, yeah, you'll get away from it and you will you can take a deep breath and that's great. But now you've got to live the next seven years without a credit card, without a bank loan, without a lease payment. Everything's cash. So part of me is like, man, people that claim bankruptcy. But then I'm like, damn, people that claim bankruptcy, it's a really clear but difficult path getting back in a long time right? as you have to establish credit again. In this case, you're basically just giving people a free pass. Yeah, and this idea that, this is the other weird thing, this idea that we didn't know better because we were 18 and we shouldn't expect to know better. At 18, you could join the military. Go you fight could, a war. Right. You could legally get into pornography as your career. Mm-hmm. You can go get a, uh, a gender change operation. Yeah. You could go get breast implants, a penis implant. You do all that, but you're not. But you. But you're not smart enough about your loan about taking out a loan. Right. So we we can't be responsible for it, or we now have to be responsible it's, for that. It's, to me, it's like anything else in this country. You you fit the narrative to complete your argument, even if it's wrong. Right. It's how you see the world. It really is interesting how nothing is black and white anymore. And it's another one of these things that just goes right down political lines for whatever reason again. Another thing. Yeah. Twitter is just a funny place to be, too. Because I feel like I could put on Twitter. I might could type on Twitter. Um, it is wrong to murder an innocent person for no reason. And someone would argue with me. Like I would hate to see that. It would happen. But I, but I wouldn't be Someone if would I did. come up with something that it's Republicans' fault or liberals' fault. Like just take responsibility for yourself. Yeah, no, there's there's really not much personal responsibility anymore. There's not. It's I hate to say it, but there's not. And then the people were like, Well, really? The government uh, bailed out the banking industry when they gave out all of those uh, uh, mortgages. Didn't agree with that either. Yeah. I didn't agree with that either. Should have let them go out of business. Let new banks start. And then they're trying to tell me, and listen, I'm, I'm open for an, a conversation about it, that if you forgive the student loan debt, that it's good for the economy. Because now these people will have money to put into the economy. It ha- someone has to pay well, it off, though. there's no question that if you give people more money... They're going to spend it, of course, but that doesn't mean you just have that you're just allowed to forget your responsibilities either. What's to say, I can't afford my car. Why should my car be repossessed then? Why can't I just ask, ask the government to just forgive my loans? Right. I took out a loan that they probably shouldn't. Ne- Let's make it their fault. They knew what I made. They should have never given me that loan. It's their fault. I'm sure someone will file a lawsuit if they haven't already like that to fight a repossession. Right. 
How many of all the banks that gave out the loans on the homes like you're talking about? Yeah. It was the bank's fault. But why bail them out? I didn't agree with bailing the banks out. You know? Well, it's just like I'm sure when this happened to me, like when you were going for your mortgage, right? And the and let's say let's say you were asking for a three hundred thousand dollar loan. The bank could tell you, No, I I'll give you seven. Yeah, they'll tell you what you they'll give you the max that they'll give you. Right. Well doesn't mean you can afford it. Right. You could give me seven. I'm not gonna be able to pay that every month. Right. Or do I want to pay that every I have that percentage of my right. money going towards that. That's another issue too. Yeah. But even like even a mortgage to me is like legalized mob. <laughs> yeah. You borrow four hundred thousand dollars. You already gave them money. Like the sale price of your house was five hundred thousand dollars. You gotta put twenty percent down. You don't have to in some cases, but let's say you put twenty percent down. So you give them a hundred grand, you owe four hundred. At the end of the 30-year mortgage, you've paid $1.3 million <laughs> for a purchase price of five hundred. dollars Right. And that's, at a mention, low, and that's at a low that's rate. That's at like 3 4%. Right. Not to mention all the taxes you've paid the town. Like that home. That's why I heard A-Rod. I think I mentioned this to you. A-Rod was talking about debts and assets. And he's like, anybody who thinks a house is an asset is fooling themselves. Because a house just bleed. Your, your wallet is just blood to uh, blood bleeds to death every month because the upkeep, you know, the the repairs, the mortgage, the taxes. He goes, you just throw money out the window. He goes, that's not an asset. He goes, that is that's a liability. You know, it's a debt. And you sit there and think about it. At the end of the day, I look at it as as long as we don't take loans against it. Right. Like right now, my house is worth significantly more than we paid for it five years ago. So to me, I look at, all right, you know what? If I sold it today, I'd probably walk away with, I think we walk away with almost $350,000 today in five years. Now, I know that's going to go down. I know the market goes up and down. Right. But if I put my house up for sale right now, that to me was a good investment. Yes. Might not turn out to be, but right now it is. So it's an interesting conversation, but it costs you a fortune. Right. But what you're saying too is you're right, because I get these two in the mail. Oh, why not take out a loan against Absolutely. your house is worth more than you paid for, for sure. it? Now we are free to do that. Yes, but gotta pay it back. We gotta pay it back. And if you don't, they take it when you sell your house. They're right. taking it back. Correct. Yeah, it's this country something right now. It's really weird. Yeah. It's just weird that every single thing that you can think of falls on political lines. Everything for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Everything. It yep. doesn't make sense. Yippers. I know. My goodness. Yeah, it's uh, that's, but that's also why I stay off Twitter for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Especially when I'm home. Um, and I just, I don't get caught up in it. I got too much going on in my own house that, again, maybe that's a character flaw of mine, but I just, I, I, I get too much to worry about. I can't worry about what the guy across the street's doing politically. <laughs> I, I, I don't give a crap. I don't. <laughs> I do not. Mugs coming out soon. I care very little about a lot. They're <laughs> oh, done. it's a new mug? Everything's done, yeah. Oh, I just, nice. I got to put the link out. Okay. Like, I think I have seven or eight new mugs. Are, uh, have you got them in, in your possession yet? I got one. I bought one to see. Oh, to see what it looks it's like. About, it's a seven to, from purchase to delivery. It was, a, it was exactly seven days, which okay. I didn't think was terrible. No, it's not terrible. Because with the calendars that I packed and took the orders, packed and shipped myself, that was at least four days. Because sometimes oh, this like, somebody else's. So this, somebody orders a mug and they 
the the place you're working with does it? Yeah, so oh, I have a awesome. Shopify account where you can buy everything, but then I have, but then everything is um, produced by Printify. So Printify is where I do all the designing, and then you export the images and the links to Shopify, so you can buy it, and then those two websites talk to one another. So when um, someone buys a mug, Shopify electronically informs Printify. They inform me of the sale, and then I just got to hit a button to start fulfilling the order. And then from there, it gets done, and then they ship it. So it's print-on-demand as opposed to having, like, the calendars. I bought 500 of them, yeah. hoping and praying that I was going to sell 500 of them. Right. In this case, I don't have to buy anything. The only difference is there was more, much more of a setup cost. Right. You know, I have, a month, I have two monthly fees now. You know, there's different fees for, like, for instance, a mug's going to cost you if you buy a mug. After all is said and done with shipping, I think like 21 bucks, which is a lot. But I was looking on Etsy. I mean, mugs are 30 bucks. Yeah. Some, some are 10, some are 30. So we're right in the middle. But there are so many fees out of that 20, you don't get all that much. Right. Uh, for real, I think a $21 mug, I think I get like $4.90 or something. I'm not making much money. It's just right. fun. But I ain't making money unless I sell a thousand of them. Yes, which right. I don't anticipate. Right, then you have four thousand dollars. Right, I'm just thinking this. I really think because my older son has been into this, I think it's something really cool me and him can do. And if you know, you make a few hundred bucks a month, great. That's awesome. Can you do that if you set up? Did you look into setting up like an Etsy shop or an eBay shop? Well, that's where I did. So, I started to do the eBay shop. It's supposed to be the easiest. I found that to be incredibly complicated. Shopify was a piece of cake with with Printify. Those two really work well together. The eBay thing, I deleted. I couldn't take it anymore. I, email after email. Well, you need to do this now. You, oh, you know what? <laughs> I'm done. I, I didn't do Etsy. I did Shopify. To me, did you look at Etsy at all? Like I'm, I'm curious. I didn't. I went that one. You probably they'll have to do everything yourself. Like you get all the stuff uh, made would, and sent to you, and then you ship it out. But I would think that would be the same as Shopify, no? Where Printify know. would work in conjunction with... Print, I don't I'm know. I'm not sure how that works. Shopify and Printify was... And it took me a few, because I tried Printful. I tried... There were three or four different design ones to where I finally found the one that did everything I was looking for, and the same thing with the websites. Once I found the way Shopify and, and Printify... Can it, who knows? They might own each other. I don't even know. Right. Probably. They each Worked have wonderful. Defy on their names. Maybe. And also with the mug when it was delivered, I remember thinking, my God, how many of these are going to end up being broken? And I could, my God, the packing, they had this thing in a in an air seal, an airtight box with bubble wrap. It fit perfectly. It thing didn't move. I'm like, this is awesome. Pretty good. Nice. I think I have a shirt coming because I want to see what that looks like. I got my It's a Bird You Moron that I showed you. Yeah. I think I have that coming. should be delivered in a couple days. I'll wear that next week. It's a Bird You so Moron. I do have a few shirts on there, too. All right, good. Maybe yeah, I got to get a shop, too. It's fun. I figure, what the hell? Why not? Yeah. Like I said, it's something I'm doing with my son. So yeah. That's kinda, nice. Yes. We, we sit down for like a couple of hours a week and look at it. Whatever. It's kind of cool. Right. No, I like that. Yeah. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program. All right. You're going to the Yankee game today. I am. My my younger son is here today. He just woke up. <laughs> He's been sleeping at the desk. He slept from four until nine. Nice. He did. So you're going to Yankee game, uh, and then uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning on a Friday. How about this day? Work, mm-hmm. Yankee game, straight to my son's high school game, and then my younger son has a game at 8 o'clock. <laughs> what sport? Both baseball? All baseball. 
Yeah. You got a big baseball day, Jerry. Huge baseball. And then day. you'll be up all night watching the NFL draft. There is a no, I won't. There is a th- I have no interest. Just tell me who they pick tomorrow morning. There is a theory that the eight o'clock game is going to get canceled, which would be music tomorrow. Oh, that would be nice, Jerry. It's freezing out. All right, it is dude. chilly. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. So. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long. And most days it doesn't suck. Here we go, it's 502. It's going to be a spirited, spirited Thursday. Hell, I might even go up in an Alduke. You never know. 502, the Eddie Scazzeri. What's up? I did not give him the proper introduction. I always forget his middle name. It is today, Al Stubby Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. How are you? These Cardinals are a bunch of jerks, a bunch of punks, and I can't wait. Wolf bags. I'm, I'm so glad that the season is young and we'll get to see these guys a couple more times. I'm going to throw right in their square, their backs, leading off games. Well, you're not going to do anything. We I'll hope do the Mets everything. Do it. You don't know that, Jerry. I could sign for a one-day contract, and I say, give me the ball. Let me plant one in the back of these punks from St. Louis. Square the back, Jerry, right between the shoulder blades. You know what I'm saying? That hurts. That would hurt for sure. All right, let's go. Let's give. Let's 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 pick a game. And we'll do. We'll pretend it's a uh, what do you call that? A bullpen game. We'll just send some schmuck out there from the Mets minor league organization. Let him drill a dude, and then put Max Scherzer in. Well, it's even kind of like last night or yesterday afternoon. Was that the kid that threw at him yesterday? He was just oh, yeah. basically called up, and he went and did his job. Right, and you, that Jerry, I'd give that guy a three-year deal right now, guaranteed money. Let's you, go. I like that idea. Do what you, is his name? Yon. Johan. Johan is the way it's pronounced. Yes. Do you think? Do you think ticket prices for Mets Cardinals at City Field mid-May go up on the secondary market? Yes, yes I do. I think they might too. And I think we we got to do a promo here at the radio station. It's fight night it. at City fight Field. Fight night. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> we give away tickets even though I know the games are on 880. You know what the stupidity of the whole thing is? What is that? The pitch was over the plate. Yeah. I that- mean it- it reminded me, do you remember years back? I I think it was, I don't remember who it was against. Do you remember, it might have been the Royals in the World Series. Do you remember when it, when Noah Syndergaard threw up and in on one of the guys on the Royals and then the overhead shot shows the ball was over the plate? Yeah. And they're complaining that he was throwing at people? I mean, God, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Meanwhile, Pete Alonso's been drilled in the helmet twice. This right. was just high and tight. Barely and, tight. And this piece of garbage... Marmol sitting there saying it's not right. You don't throw up there. It's you hit him in the head, right? You jackass. Who's this Marmo, Jerry? This is that manager you were telling manager. me about yesterday. Yes. This young managing punk. Yes, exactly. I mean, give me a break. I will say these games are exciting. First of all, yesterday's Mets Cardinals game had everything. It was a beautiful weather day, beautiful. daytime game. Look great, perfect. Yep. Mets got out to an early lead. Cardinals came back. Mets scored. Cardinals scored. 
they had a a, a a dude from the Cardinals throw out uh, Guillermo at, at third, third base. That was a great throw. Guillermo. Guillermo. We had dribblers for hits. Yes. We had great fielding. You know I what mean, you, it was you a know, little bit of everything. And you know what's neat about this game? What is that? 15 runs scored. Yeah. Over, under, on home runs, two and a half. How many? I'm going to say under. Zero. Zero home runs, There were Jerry. no home runs in yeah. a 15-run game. Right. So it was really like... It was, I don't want to say old school baseball, but oh. you got you got a little bit of everything yeah. except the home run ball. And then who is this stubby clap? I, he's, in a, he's a coach on the Cardinals bench. I don't know. I never heard of him until yesterday. He's tackling Pete Alonzo? I, I know. First of all, he comes up to Pete Alonzo's nipples. And he's 49. I Googled him this morning. He's 49. Why didn't Pete Alonzo... Uppercut well, him. He, Pete Alonzo's smart that he didn't. Why is that? Because Pete Alonzo, if he throws back and hits him, I yeah. know it's self-defense at that point. He gets suspended. Because this guy's going to be suspended for sure. Oh, you think so? Stubby. Oh. What's his name? Stubby Claps? Do you not think he'll be suspended? He better be. You can't be tackling players no, on the field. Can't. I would think 100% he's going to end up getting suspended. I don't know how he doesn't. And why didn't all the Mets players dive on this Stubby Clap and start smashing him? I, I don't know. You'd have to ask them. I, I will ask them. I Where do, do I go? Know. I'll go to the locker room tonight. Well, but you're not going to do that because you're, you're, they're not playing. Yeah, plus I like to go to bed early. That too. Exactly right. But if I were the type to go in the locker room, Jerry, I'd be like, why didn't you guys? We need Daryl Strawberry just to come to a one-day. Where's Kevin Mitchell? Yeah, Daryl Strawberry and Kevin Mitchell. They come into a one-day, what do you call that, like an intensive. Uh, training. Training. Yes, Jerry, an intensive training. Not on Zoom, in person. And you say, this is what happens when Stubby Clap grabs and tackles one of your star players. You all punch him in the face. Here was Alonzo on why he, you know, what he could have done. For me, like, I'm a big, strong guy. They don't they don't know, like, my temper. They don't know what I could do. I mean, if I wanted to put someone in the hospital, I easily could. But I was just out there trying to protect my guys. Sounds like the Hulk. Put him in a body bag. If I, you don't want to see me when I'm angry. We do want to see you. You've been hitting the head twice. I'm, I know. And you're not throwing any punches. You got tackled by Stubby Clap. Like, Let's go. I don't know how. You're Pete Alonzo. That don't. Um, and it's again, he gets hit in the head in this series. I honestly don't know how you keep your composure when it's happened to you multiple times now and you don't fling the bat at the guy. Yeah. And I know you're not supposed to do that. And I know he would get suspended. For, I understand. But I don't know how you just stay so calm. And hold yourself back. Because he's not a fighting guy. He said he's a big, strong guy. He's but not. anybody in the hospital. No, he's a big, strong guy. But he doesn't have the temper. He's not chippy. Right. He's not. Too nice. Starling Marte got hit in the head twice. He'd be <laughs> swinging. <laughs> yeah, right. Because that's a guy who's looking to defend himself yeah. and, and uh, his honor. Not this Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo's too nice of a dude. Yeah, he's like a big. He is a big guy. There if was- he threw a big uppercut. To yeah, stubby he, clap, could he knock, knock him, him into in? tomorrow? He sure could. This I found this funny, and I love this because he's talking about you know how we have discussed so many times what it must be like to be facing these guys throwing a hundred ninety eight whatever. So Alonzo actually gets he makes that point. I wish that anyone else that on the outside that doesn't understand. I wish you could understand what it's like between the lines when you see that ball coming in at you that fast. You just don't understand until you stand in the box. Fair enough, makes sense. I love I love the follow up though in his reaction. What is it like? I mean, it's scary. What would you think it's like, Tim? <laughs> you dummy! <laughs> Get in the box. Let's go. Exactly. Who asked that? I guess Tim Healy. Tim I Healy. Would think. 
I they should think. do that for a media day. Let us all. I've always said. Let that. us all get in the box and let uh, uh, let either Degrom or Scherzer throw heat at us. I have said for years and years and years. All of us idiots that criticize these guys, you know, fans too. But obviously, in this case, you're talking about the media. I would love some sort of simulation, whether it's the speed of the NFL on the field, the size, the speed, the violence. And I don't know if it's virtual reality. I don't know how you do that. Because yeah, let's some, do that virtual would, reality because I don't want to get hit. Wouldn't it be great to give you the football in a simulated game and say, all right, Al, here we go. We're going to pitch it to your right. Toss sweep right. And guess who's waiting? For, Von Miller's about to lay you out. Like, just once. That's it. One time just for you to see what it feels like. And what it would be that like. That would be awesome. For me to deke him right out, Jerry. Oh, yeah. Deke, deke him. You realize how incredibly slow your deke would be? With that level of athlete on the field, I they guess, wouldn't even think you moved. But well, right. But maybe my slowness would throw off a Von Miller. You know type. what your slowness would do? Would get you knocked into tomorrow. I'd you, be like, <laughs> deep left, go right, and then he would right through your chest cavity. Von Miller, <laughs> right to the side. Help! He's broken. <laughs> I would be like a matador, and he would be the bull, Jerry. No, have I don't red, think so. I'd have my red squared handkerchief. The only thing red would be the blood coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I'm telling you, I just, I love that idea, though. And in baseball, you're right. Put a guy in the batter's box. And and the funny thing is, you don't even have to throw 100. Throw it 80. And I think guys would be blown away with how fast it is. Yeah. It's let's really. Do, let's do it. I would love to. It would be great. It would be. And then let me pitch a couple to the Cardinals batting practice. See if they could take my 40 miles I was going to say, you're going to hit 40. Fastball right in the butt cheek. <laughs> See how you like that. I don't think that they would mind all that much. Man. Kind of a great idea, though. Remember putting the guy on skates and getting checked yeah. by someone on the ice? Like a real NHLer? The jackass guys. Here, Matt Martin's coming after you. The jackass guys do that sometimes. Do they? Yeah, they'll, like, in the jackass movies, they get in, um, like, in the last one, the new one that just came out, they had a, a P.K. Subban uh, slap shot in the guy in a cup. Right. Whew. That's not a common occurrence, though, in the game. Yeah. I meant skate up. The, the wall, you know, up the boards boom. and get checked into yeah. the boards and then have to get up as you're trying to catch your breath because your lungs were just <laughs> basically squeezed. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it is it is amazing what these guys can do at such great speeds. Did you also, do you have happen to have the quote of uh, Pete Alonzo saying it was no. bitch made? I don't even no, know what that means. I don't, and we have a seven-minute chunk of Alonzo yeah. unedited. It's not in that, and I just rolled on YouTube. It's not in that either. So I don't know if he said it off camera to a reporter, but we don't have it. It's lost audio. Yeah, he said he called the move by Stubby Clap bitch made. I yeah, don't know what I, that means. Let me see. I've never heard that, Jerry. No, me neither. I thought he said something else because I heard Sal talking about it. He's like, I yeah. can't say it on the air. And oh. I, I thought it was going to be a little bit. Uh, this is the clip about what uh, Stubby Clap did to him. I don't think it's in here. He got pulled from behind. Actually, Genesis Cabrera grabbed me by the back of the collar. And then then he just uh, ripped down. And then the coach just kind of jumped on me. And I thought that was kind of kind of cheap going, going, yeah. going from behind. If you want to hold me back, if you want to restrain me, go at me like a man. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm 40. Yeah, that was all we had. I'm no, uh, I'm, uh, what's his name? Stubby Clap. I'm 49. I'm a man. Come at me. Come at me, bro. How old is a Pete Alonzo? Alonzo. That's what I said. You said Alonzo. <laughs> Pete <got> Alonzo. 
He's what, 26 maybe? Let me see, Jerry. Let I'm going to say he's, 26. He's 27. 27. The other guy's 49. The other dude is this clap fella, Jerry. He's 22 years older. I'd love to see him in MMA. You and me and Alonza, a new yeah. law firm in New York. Yeah. That's that right. you created this let's, morning. Let's get something done. And their assistant is Brando Nimmo. Brando Nimmo. Let's go. <laughs> Sick of these Cardinals. And I just ordered a 1985 Cardinals t-shirt. I know you did. What am which, I going to do with that? I Listen, you're a 1980s baseball fan. That's fine. But it's the same thing with you with the football. Fraud fan. Right. But now all of a sudden, we're at war with the St. Louis well, Cardinals. Why has it ever changed? Well, we weren't really fighting the Cardinals. No, but the Cardinals with the history of the Mets, you can't like them. And now we got to go play the Phillies. Yes, you do. And that game is Chase in. Chase Utley doesn't play anymore. In Queens. Yeah, it's at City Field. But I heard Sal saying that, uh, that the Mets manager and uh, Joe Girardi. Oh, Buck and Girardi don't like each other? Bad blood. Really? I didn't know that. Probably because Buck was going to come for his job. So, listen. Joe what Girardi, job? The Phillies job? No, the Yankees job back in the day. Oh, when Joe. But Joe got fired, though. Yeah, you're fired, Joe. I didn't realize there was bad blood between those two. Maybe there's not. Maybe he's just creating drama. I don't know. <laughs> that could but be. But I'm full hook, line, and sinker for Do we it. get Zach Wheeler this weekend? I don't know if we do. Let's. I had somebody on Twitter say, you, be, you and Jerry better address that because the DH is in the National League, the pitchers start throwing at people now because they don't have to get in the box. That's not true. No, I, this has gone on. I mean, the Mets have been hit more than anybody, as we know. Yes, but they I have. And I, I did hear, uh, the guy's actually kind of right, because the one thing I did hear was, and it's only 20 games or so, Yeah, but I believe the league is on pace for the most hit by pitches in the history of the game. So maybe he does have a point, actually. Real quick. So you got Aaron Nola in the first game. That sounds like Aaron Nola. We should hit him. He's a pitcher. Right, but I'm saying it sounds like the dude on the Cardinals. Arenado? Nolan Arenado? Mm -hmm. All right, well, this is Aaron Nola. Yeah, very Um, similar. Close enough to hit him. Let's go. Taiwan Walker should be back. So that's not a Wheeler game. How about Sunday? Sunday, Sunday. Mets, Philly. Oh, the Sunday Night Baseball. Oh, let's do it in prime time. You get Max Scherzer and Zach Eflin. Max Scherzer's got an attitude, and he's got a fastball. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know that he's going to be throwing at anybody on the Phillies. Who do we dislike most on the Phillies? All of them. But if we had to pick one, Bryce guy, Harper. Oh, you're right. Bryce I like Didi Gregorius. Me too. I like him. So not him. Bryce Harper. He's a punk. <laughs> Hit him square. In the I back. suppose fastball, jury. <laughs> you're funny, man. <laughs> Odubel Herrera isn't he on the Phillies? He is. You got another one there. And Wheeler left. He left to go. He, where'd he go? Not that I blame him because the Mets weren't paying him. He went to the Phillies. Oh, I thought you said he left the Phillies. <laughs> no, I because he left. he left the Mets. I'm oh. saying you could say the Mets fan doesn't like him, but I think the Mets fan doesn't blame nope. him because the Mets right. weren't paying him. We just don't like uh, Bryce Harper. I don't even know if they even offered him a contract, for God's sake. I don't care for Bryce Harper. I don't care for Joe Girardi now that he went to the Phillies. I did read you asked me. I told you about how Harper's injured, but he can still DH. He can't throw. That's why he can DH. Oh, really? Maybe well, I'm we, just saying, that's to answer your question from yesterday. Maybe we hit him in the arm. I then. followed up on the injury. <laughs> you followed Work up. Work the arm. Work the arm. I did. I followed up on the injury because you asked me that question yesterday. First batter of the game, high and tight. You got to own that part of the plate. Uh, you can do that as long as it, it's not at the head. It feels like we're going to have a lot of brouhaha's on the Mets uh, team this year, and I like it. Do you? I Real quick, Do you? because this thought did go through my head. Do you think... That the Mets are a marked team, yes, because of their new ownership, 
and teams don't like it, which to me is completely not fair considering what's gone on with the Dodgers and the Yankees in the past. Other teams have spent a for- – the Texas Rangers have had seasons where they've spent a fortune. Well, Jerry, we're in New York. We've got a new owner. We're overtaking the Yankees. We've got a Buck Showalter who's an old-school white-haired guy that people don't like. You know why, Jerry? They like these young guys coming in, looking at analytics, and Buck Showalter ain't like that. He You're wears right. sunglasses. He looks like a guy who's seen some things. We know he's seen some things. He's the Mets' attitude now. And they're going to follow the lead of their manager. We are. By the way, I changed my mind. Go after Kyle Schwarber. Oh, that's Because he's a hothead. He is a hothead. Yes. That's the guy. Yes, Jerry. That would be fun. Fireworks at City Field. So depending on what's going on in the game, Kyle Schwarber, <laughs> Bryce Harper, and as soon as I threw high and tight, I'd look right at Joe Girardi. Coming for you next. And start yelling at him. <laughs> you got something to say, Girardi? Get Point out of here. All right, quick break, 518. We got a lot to do. We'll take you to 6 o'clock. Boom, we're in Geo then on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. I love that hot hot water, hot shower. Let the the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. I like it. This is what we're coming out to when we play the Cardinals next. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the Cardinals hit the floor. Let the Cardinals hit the floor. I'm the Mets pitcher. This is what I come out to. I agree. This should be awesome. How about this? How about when Edwin D, instead of what he likes, bring this when he yeah. comes to close the game against and the, the Cardinals? And the first pitch goes May. over your head. You could do that. How many times we got to play the Cardinals again? I should have looked at that during the break. I should have Probably Googled one it. more. They're playing them one in May. One more? It's only April. I know, but they're not in their division. Put them on the schedule. Uh, I'm, I'll tell you right now, actually, because I'm looking. I'm, I was pulling that up before because they're playing them mid-May okay. at City Field. For what is it? Four. I think it's a four-game series. Oh, it's going to be hot. Hot so ticket. I, well, I don't know how hot it. Well, it hot might be a hot item. ticket. Let's see. So they play them in May. I'm pulling up their schedule now. So they just played them for three. You get them for four more. I don't think they play them again. Let's really? see. Really? No. I don't That's because so. all these interleague games. Well, yeah, that and you play your division so many different times. So That's the first half of the season. That's it. Do they play them in the second half? I don't think That's so. That's crazy. Let's see. I'm we, looking. I'm looking. I'm we got to start doing the schedule the way WWE wrestling does their schedule when there's. Uh, no, that's it. Okay. So one more four game series. Yeah. The one oh, we're talking so about is going to be hot. That is going to be a hot ticket, Jerry. You know why? It's still going to be fresh in our minds. It's May. We got to make this more like WWE schedule. When there's a problem between two wrestlers, what happens? They schedule a match between them. Yes. They don't wait for six months or go, oh, we'll wrestle these guys uh, next year. No. You get them in the ring immediately. I also like that for the NFL, too. Like, if the NFL just started making their schedule a week out of every uh, week, they'd well, be like, can't do that. next week. How much, how much goes into scheduling? Right. But it'd be so great if you could be like, 
would you got two hot teams that were eight, sure. both eight and zero? Be like they're playing each other. Next but why week. would you not want them to go face each other when they're twelve and zero? Because you don't, you can't trust them to go twelve. Well, you just trusted them to go eight and zero no, when they were yeah. six and zero. Yeah, that's true. Like you could always make that case and take it a step further. Yeah, I guess I've, at five and zero, if two teams are five and zero, because it's right, so a little benchmark. Yeah, a couple of benchmarks. You could do that, but we need to be playing the Cardinals more. Well, you're going to get them for one more series, and that be that. Or you're right, Jerry. I think now because uh, you know. Baseball highlight shows, they always go, oh, people don't watch full-on baseball games. Yeah. Baseball highlight shows are focused now on the Mets getting hit, the Mets having an well, attitude. It's a topic. You have to. Right. So, nationally, all the teams know what's going on. And, oh, are the Mets hotheads now? Oh, do the Mets think they're tough guys now? Do they think they're 86 Mets? So, now, I think every time, especially you get the Phillies, they're going to go in with a little bit of a different attitude that we could let's throw out the Mets. They think nah. they're hot crap, Jerry. You know what? I disagree. You know what I think is going to happen? I don't think you'll have any of that this weekend. My guess is Major League Baseball will issue some sort of a statement to these teams, even if it's privately. Let's knock this crap off. It's enough. That's what I think. And yet we it brings more interest to the game that there's a little bit of a chip on the Mets' shoulder, and they're oh, getting thrown I, at. You're not wrong about that. I agree. I, people are going to talk about it that even aren't sports fans like yourself. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, you're right, but at the end of the day, you also don't want someone getting a concussion on the field. Like, you don't – if you're Major League Baseball, you we're joking around, you don't want Bryce Harper out for a month because he breaks his forearm because he gets hit by a pitch that's, you know, in tight for no reason. You just don't. You don't want, you don't want Pete Alonso out. If I was on the Mets now, I'd go up to bat with, uh, you know, how like Robinson Cano has got all that gear on yes. sometimes. Like I'd go up there with the uh, look like I have a robotic arm, the one that's facing the pitcher. Uh, you know what? It's all available. And I was at Monkey Sports in Woodbridge. Monkey Sports, Jerry? Monkey. Monkey. Um, the amount of protective gear that's out there now. And I'm starting to see it with the kids wearing it too, which is great. It's fine. But yeah, I mean, think about this. If you were able, back in the day when you played in the Little Fellows League of Colonia, yes. if you were able to have a the chin guard along with the helm, with the regular helmet, if you were able to put, like Brandon Nimmo wears a batting glove that's padded, so if he gets hit in the hand, he won't break his hand. You can have the elbow guard. You can have the foot guard, so if you foul a ball off your foot, you won't break your ankle or your foot. You can do something on your knee. You might have actually gotten a hit. Yes, you know why? Because I would have been up there confident. Yes, you wouldn't have been afraid to get hit. I wouldn't have. Been, I could have owned the plate as the hitter. So this is what the Mets need to do, and we start tomorrow in Philadelphia with this, Jerry. What bringing in all the protective yeah, gear? The protective well, they have it. Gear. It's a matter of who decides to wear it or not. They got. They we want them to look like Barry Bonds. Yes, that's what we want. Yes, we do, Jerry. Without the steroids, I wouldn't mind some steroids. Well. Let's get some start hitting some I, yes. long so home runs might get too. Suspended. All right. If they do that. They can put all the gear on though. Now the Yankees, they did beat the Orioles, which is oh, good. Yeah. And they won five in a row now. Yes, the Yankees have won five in a row. Guess Jerry. who's in first place in the AL East now? Yankees. Yes, they are. What a world we're in right now. Mets are. You don't realize what the Met lead is. The Mets lead. Who's the who's in second place? I don't even. I don't look at second place, Jerry. I only look at first place. Uh, I would. I think I got to check. I know the Phillies are in third place. I think the Braves might be. I'm saying to say the Mets are up by four games. Three and a half. You're Three very and close. Half. Yeah. And, f- and the Phillies are four and a half back. Okay. It's still April. Now, still they've April. done this before and they've died, but this seems different this year. Yeah. Don't call saying the Mets always play well in April and then when it counts, they suck. Shut up. 
It's a new year. <laughs> Zip your lip and shut up. It's a new year. We're fighting people. Oh, the Marlins are in second place. I'm sorry. Marlins? Yes. Marlins are gonna, nine and eight. That's so, not going to hold. All right. So you're right. What a world. The Yankees are in first place. The Mets are in first place. The Rangers are going to the playoffs. Look yes. at what's going on here. Yes. And guess what? Uh, Jamison Tyone today, day That's game. Your guy. Oh, you're going to that game. I am going to that game. That's cool. And then. You want to go? No. I have, I have one extra ticket. I, I can't, unfortunately. I got to bring my dog to the vet. No, sorry to hear that. Um, And then they go to Kansas City tomorrow, Yankees. Where they should roll the Royals all weekend. With Nestor Cortez on the mound. Look who at that. Everyone loves now because he doesn't look like an athlete. He <laughs> looks like a regular. He's like Bartolo dude. Colon, as we He's talked like about Bartolo the other day. Bartolo Colon. He's got a fun mustache. He's a little roly-poly. Not a lot. A no, little. not a lot. He's got potential to be that. Yes. And he's diving at fir- to first base to make the tag. He's not afraid to get his body in the way. You know what's funny about last night? Or fun, I should say. So, Giancarlo Stanton homers. Number 350 in his career. And it made me think. You realize how incredibly difficult it is to get to numbers like 500, 600 home runs? Yeah. And so, Stanton, my f- no joke. I feel like Stanton. Stanton. Around, Stanton. I feel like he's been around forever. My first thought was, that's it? I feel like he's hitting so many home runs in his career. I'm like, I don't know why. I'm like, I'm, in my head, I'm thinking he was closer to 500 than 350. And then I'm reading he's the seventh fastest to 350. It really goes to show that these guys that hit five, 550, five, my God, that's a lot of home runs. Yeah, and the Stanton thing was weird because when they said that he was the seventh fastest, I, I just kept thinking all the times he's been hurt. Think about so how much hitting, more he could have. Yeah, he's not hitting any home runs when you're hurt, Jerry. Like, that's impossible. When he was hitting the face with the fastball, yeah. he missed, what, half a season, I think? Stanton was hitting the face with a fastball before it was, like, even cool. No, no, it's never been cool. <laughs> or, like, before it was common practice. It's not common practice. <laughs> but he's the one who introduced that uh, that chin guard or jaw guard. Yes, that is very true, and that has changed things for sure. Oh, you know what? It was it was later in the season. Well, no, is this it? Yeah, no, I thought it was in July. It was in September. I will, so he missed a month, basically. I, I wonder who the fastest guys were. I probably should have googled that. The fastest guys to three fifty. Yeah, Babe Ruth. Or was it like? Is it if it's all the steroid guys? That shouldn't count. If it's here's what I'm going to say, Jerry, as you're googling it. I am. If it's anybody that played in the black and white TV era, that doesn't count. Harmon Killebrew. Mm, borderline. Borderline what? Borderline different what? game. But that's not impressive? I don't know. But there were no steroids. What? I know there were no steroids, but that feels like, did he play in the black and white era when we didn't even Harmon Killebrew was in the 50s. Film? He used to do home run derby. You ever watch that on TV? No. The old black and white home run derby that no. they used to play? You never saw that show? No. He was on it all the time. I will give it. Well, I'll count his. You'll count his? Yeah. He's first. Okay. Well, who else we got? Albert Pujols was second. All right. All right. Now, now there have been the thoughts that he's done stuff, but he has fought that vehemently. Okay. And I think even sued someone for slander I'll for putting you. it out there. All right. I'm going to count his as Number, well. Number, see, this, 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 I don't think this list is right. No. Well, I'm just saying, because I read he was seventh. This has him as fourth. All right. Here we go. Now we got it. Now okay. we got it. Now we got it. According to Elias Sports Bureau, blah, 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 blah. I trust them. I'm trying to find the fa- All right, fastest. All right, we got this wrong. The fastest players to 350. Mark McGuire, number Steroids. one. Number one. Juan Gonzalez. Steroids? Well, 
Steroids. Accused, yeah, okay. I believe. That don't right? impress me much. A-Rod. Steroids. Okay, now, Harmon Killebrew, fourth. I'll count him. Thank you. That's very nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> Albert Pujols. I'll count him. And now, this one's a weird one because, as Richard Neer said, he might have been doing, like, monkey goat weed steroids or something. I forget what Babe Grinding Ruth. Grinding up. Uh, the, uh, Testicles of goats. Yeah. Right. So, Babe Ruth is right before Stanton. Yeah. I don't count his because <laughs> he was hitting line drives in the gap counting for home runs. Well, we don't know that. There's the there is it's been written and we talked about this once. There it's been written that when he in the first few years of his career that a ball that bounced over the fence was considered a home run. I don't know that's ever been verified. I'm not and I don't know who you're going to find that was alive anymore that you know, that some, saw Babe Ruth play. Some of our callers to the station. <laughs> they could let us know if they were taking bounced home runs. They were there. I was there. <laughs> but he you. also had more home runs than teams a couple of years. Yeah. So clearly he was better All right. above and beyond anybody else in the game, even if that's how they counted home runs. Right. So I would say out of that list, Stanton is seventh. I know what you want to do with the McGuire one's weird too. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing prior to 350. Jerry, is Kiner on that list? I only have the top seven. Okay. So McGuire, Gonzalez, A-Rod, Killebrew, Pujols, Ruth, Stanton. Stan might be the most impressive on that list based on... Uh, Harmon Killebrew. What is wrong with you? That don't impress me How much. Could that not, there were, I don't think there were, there weren't, I don't think there were doing steroids in the 50s. They were grinding up testicles. They didn't have all this health food and stuff. No, they didn't. They weren't full-time athletes. They were still, I think they were still working in the offseason. Harmon Killebrew. They didn't have the Bobby-approved app to see if no. food's... Had the, had good ingredients. Oh, so yeah, no, you're right. That has to be. If that's not the most impressive one, I don't know what you're what you're thinking. All right, so good for you. Hey, good for you, uh, Jean Carlo. Let's see. What do you think? I want to just Jean Carlo had another hit yesterday. So he had the home run opposite field. Then he had the second one. Again, looked like it was hit hard enough to go out. Didn't even get to the warning track. Kill. I'll give you just. How about this? The for Harmon Killebrew. Yeah. So he was fit. Wow. He. I didn't realize this. He played into the mid seventies. All right. I'll count him. That, uh, thanks again. Because the seventies is that's my era. He played twenty two seasons. Yeah. Fifty four to seventy five, which is unbelievable. So I just give you real quick before we break. Looking at some of his numbers. Now it's a lot of seasons for sure. You look at his home run totals. As consistent as consistent gets. From 1959 to 1969, listen to these numbers, and this is pretty consistent. 42, 31, 46, 48, 45, 49. All right, down year because he was injured, 25. Then 40, 44, another bad year, and then 49. That's pretty damn consistent. Pretty good. That's tremendous. So, Killebrew was... Pretty good. I also Gary. didn't realize he ended with the Royals after being with the Twins for 20 years. Oh. That's got to be. They shipped him out to Kansas City. Yeah, that's kind of like a Joe Namath finishing yeah. elsewhere. That's just, that's a weird. They don't know when to give up. Well, and the money wasn't what it was. So, all right, quick break. When we come back, we've got Moore's to do's, and then we got Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. Oh, go away. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f- yourself? <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Wow, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Coming up on a quarter to six, this has been a rapidly moving hour, as they usually are. Boomer and Geo at the top as they will get into the uh, the fight sequences and scenarios from yesterday. One uh, quick thing on uh, Mets Phillies before we move on. Yeah. Uh, John on Twitter says to me, Rice Hoskins. It's Reese Hoskins. I don't, know who, I don't know who Rice Hoskins is. <laughs> that he is, quote, from, this is from John on Twitter. <laughs> this is a quote, Jerry, an antagonist. Okay. I think he bats. He's in the he's in the top part of the batting order. So bats second or third. Go right after. Well, probably second because Harper bats third. So go right after him. You say Reese. I say Rice. Who knows who's right, Jerry? Well, that's how he calls himself. Which one? Reese Hoskins. Okay. Which one did I say? Rice. No. Oh. How do you get Rice out of R H Y S? Rice. Yeah. I mean, doesn't Reese doesn't look like no. it either? Because I went like this. We're heist. Yeah, I guess so. All right, you know what? Yours probably makes more sense. Thank you. But he is Reese Hoskins. Reese Hoskins. Again, it would help if you watched a game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would help if he did something to get in the highlights, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, let's do Buzz. Oh, you know what's funny about this? Yes. So yesterday, this is right up your alley. Yesterday, I decided it's enough with all this clothes. Flag and anthem. My wife told me she delivered a, a nice box of golf clothes. So I was very, I'm like, you know what? That's awesome. Thank you. When did you. that happen? I got it yesterday. Okay, I better so have I a wasn't, box. So I saw the box. I'm like, I have got to clean out some of this stuff. So I start trying right now. Fat me. There are shirts I can't wear. So I I tried on every T-shirt that I had in my closet. And I made a bin for thin me, <laughs> thin Jerry clothes. Yes, because I don't when it's when you look like a piece of sausage, doesn't work for me. So I put all the the tight fitted t shirts into a bin, went into the attic until I dropped my twenty pounds, which has to happen soon because I'm disgusted with myself. In the meantime, I kept all the fat clothes, so I'm good to go. One piece of clothing that still fits. The Buzz No Buzz shirt that I found yesterday, I forgot we had. You're right, Buzz No Buzz. We haven't done this in forever. Yeah, well, I don't like to force Buzz No Buzz, Jerry. I like to present Buzz No Buzz. All right. When there's it's not a, here, we don't have the piece of sound. When there's a Buzz or No Buzz situation. All right, Jerry. so we got a Buzz No Buzz scenario. It's just one topic. It's Buzz No Buzz. No Buzz. I know what you're going to say. The NFL draft. Zero Buzz. There there's is. none. It's tonight. Yeah. And the, well, there is no buzz. I shouldn't say no buzz. Little I would buzz. say very little, and that's because the Jets and Giants have four picks within the top ten. But that should be a good buzz. That should be a lot yeah. of buzz. The problem is the the no buzz is you don't feel like there are there are players in this draft that might turn out to be Hall of Famers. We Correct. don't know. What we do know is you don't have the star quarterbacks. You don't have. I guess there are really good. I had the guy on from Pro Football network on Sunday morning. There are good edge rushers. There are good offensive linemen. And those are good picks. And then a good offensive tackle can be a Hall of Famer and a cornerstone for your franchise for 15 years. But there's no buzz to an offensive tackle. So I think your problem is you got no star quarterbacks really in the that are going in the top five. I don't think a lot of us have heard of many of these players aside from a handful. So there's not much buzz. Right. You're right. This is a draft that for the Giants and Jets will help the team 
probably immensely, Jerry. Yeah, absolutely. And things it's not sexy. Right. It's just not sexy. No. And sometimes making the right pick is isn't sexy, but it's the right pick. Right, it's like those uh, the Cowboys during the Troy Aikman era. They built those offensive lines, right? Well, even, and even in the last fifteen, well, in the last ten years, with you know picks like Tyron Smith and Zach Martin. I mean, just like those, those are great picks. But when they took them and they took them, it's like okay, well, they got they grabbed the kid out of Wisconsin. Great, a center from Wisconsin. Wonderful. Woo! Right, we got be great picks. We got so used to these drafts having multiple quarterbacks going early. And that's cool to see, even though we don't really see much, you know, nothing. It takes a couple years to get in the NFL where things start happening with these guys. But I don't know. I'm just feeling not the buzz that I normally would be feeling for the draft. Like even last year with uh, with Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. We didn't know a lot about Zach Wilson, but clearly his name came up. We found out that a lot of teams liked him. And then all of a sudden they came became pretty apparent that if the Jaguars don't take Trevor Lawrence. If the Jaguars take Trevor Lawrence, like that's the guy. But there was intrigue. Like, are the Jaguars not going to take him? It's still Trevor Lawrence. You saw what he did in college. You know, it was, I don't know. There was like big name value. This year, it's a little not so much. Doesn't mean it ain't going to be a good draft, and there won't be. This could be a better draft than the last five of them in terms of how the players turn out. We don't know. Right, a more impactful draft for Very the Jets much and so. Giants. Yeah, hundred percent. But who knows? And then there is still talk going around about Debo Samuel being uh, uh, traded before the draft. No, John Lynch said he couldn't envision ever not having him. Well. That's what he said. I did see a Debo Samuel tweet. He took to Twitter to say everybody wants their voice to be heard about a situation they know nothing about and just be saying whatever the next person says. So what does that mean? Have a blessed day. That, I know, has means have a nice day. That part, what does the whole thing mean? He says that everybody's just everybody's just repeating. One person says something, then it gets repeated, and then everyone just repeats it, acting like they know, but they just repeating what one person said. So then it gets around that about, about this right. thing, and yet only one person started it. Right, and then by the time it gets to the 17th person, the story's completely different. Yes. That's usually the way that works. It's like the, the old child's game telephone. I whisper something in your ear. You whisper to Eddie. And then by the time it gets to Boomer, it's a completely different message. Right. That is true. But really, if you think about what we do for a living, a lot of it is Nonsense. not based on great no- insider, like inside knowledge. Right. It's sources say. Yeah. I mean, it's reports. According it's to reports. what we think is going on. People who are familiar with the thought process of the Jets front office but, say. And that could be a front page. Yes. People familiar with the thinking of someone in the Jets front office say. Which could be the secretary of Woody Johnson. Do yes. You, do you really have any idea what the hell's happening? No, but if you put the secretary of Woody Johnson, you'd be like, well, does he or she know really? Right. You don't know. They By don't way, He's going to be very involved, apparently. Woody is? In the draft, yeah. He wants he wants to be involved. That's got to make Jeff feel, feel good. <laughs> I'm going to be in the room. I would this? like to go into uh, go back to London for the next few days. I would like to go to a NFL draft war room and just hang out, just and to just see, what see goes the on. process. Yeah, like see what goes on there. I don't know if any teams ever invited media in like that. I mean, they have the cameras in, and that's the kind of new neat yeah. feature the last four or five years. If you watch an NFL Network, they will give you that inside look, and in some cases, I think they have they have microphones too, where you can actually hear what's going on, but. I don't think I've ever seen a media member actually inside the room. I'd like to go in there with a cooler of Miller lights. 
I'm sure there's drinking happening. And every once in a while, I'd be like, guys, how about this dude up here in the upper right uh, corner? He looks like a intimidating defensive yeah. end. Uh, do me a favor, sir. We haven't projected in the fifth round. <laughs> now leave. <laughs> All right, I'll leave, but I'm taking my Miller you know, Lights. The, the hardest part about the draft is I always think about this because I've done fantasy drafts, and now not in a while, but you never want to be the guy that takes someone like two rounds too soon. Yes. I've got to think most GMs, like, for instance, and this isn't two rounds too soon. By all accounts, this was going to be maybe 15 or 20 picks too soon. Like, a lot of people crushed Dave Gettleman for taking Daniel Jones way sooner than anyone else would have taken him. And that's got to be like, I don't know, you feel like an ass if you make that pick at the yes. wrong time. Right, like, guess what? No one was interested in it. Right, him. you just wasted a really good pick on a kid you could have gotten the next round. But then, like, I, I think I recall in that draft, there was, like, there was talk of, like, Washington taking him. You know where something. that talk came from? Where? Dave Gettleman. <laughs> That's true. Right. Like, I heard the next, uh, whoever was up next was taking him. I think Gary Myers said he was projected to go in the fifth round. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll take him fifth overall. He said, if I remember correctly, he said their intel yeah. told them that if they didn't take them there, he would not have been around for them when their pick came around right. again. His intel. His intel. Sources close to the thinking of <laughs> teams with knowledge of Daniel Jones and Duke <laughs> and Dave Gettleman. Quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap it up. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo at 6 right now on Odyssey Sports Minute with Amy Lawrence. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, a couple more minutes till we get you to Boomer and Geo. Mets lose, but uh, you had the brawl at St. Louis. The Yankees win. Home run number 350 for Giancarlo Stanton, and the Rangers lost. And we have a no-buzz draft tonight. And the draft tonight, yeah. Jerry, a family in Massachusetts. A family in Massachusetts. It's not a Florida man. This is a family in Massachusetts. A family home in Massachusetts happens to sit on a golf course. Okay. A lot of people live on a golf course. And they've been, over four years, been pelted with 700 golf balls. Sounds about right. 700. Yeah. They have had their windows broken 26 times. Yeah, they're on a golf course. They went to court and were awarded $5 million. Come on. That's awarded right. by who? Awarded, like, who's paying them? Uh, uh, the golf course. How do you course. buy a... Hold on. How do you buy a house on a golf course and not expect that to happen? Well, that was the golf course's defense when they went to court. And they said, well, you shouldn't build a golf course wherein the, the balls are going to be hitting this family's house over and over and over and over again. But that happens on every resort golf course in the country. So how many people are going to start suing golf courses oh, now? That's what I would do if I was on a golf There's course right now. There's precedence now. Hey, by, by the way, it happens more than you realize. It you happens know, a ton. Wingfoot got involved in a big uh, to-do with one of the, the neighbors on their property or right off their property as well. Doesn't surprise me. Just buy the house, kick the people out, get the hell out of here. Wow. <laughs> yes, don't live on a golf course then. <laughs> well. I know when we were. What in- was there first, the golf course or the house? Probably both. They were probably sold. It was probably like a thing. You think it's like a thing? Yeah, but you I can't have people it, pelt in your house. I get, well, no, this happens every day. Every day. If you're telling me the golf course came in and built the course around the house that was already existing, I get it. But in other cases, it's usually built together. Uh, I was in Vegas once with my brother playing, and he was pretty good. And he got into one of these funks where he was starting to hit the ball off the hosel, which means the ball goes sideways. And he put a line drive right through someone's window. So we went to the house. There was no one home. What do you do? 
We left. I, what do you do? Leave a note. Well, I thought we did the right thing. We went. We knocked on the door, and it looked like it was a winter home because it looked like it was completely. Yeah. You know what it's vacant. like? It's like when people move next to airports. And airports, if you live next to them, it's basically cheaper because of the noise. And then after they save money on buying their house because, you know, what, it's less because they live near an airport, then they start complaining about the noise. Right. But what if they built the airport after the homes were there? That's a different story. Right. That's what I'm saying. But I'm just saying people buy their homes at cheaper prices to live near airports. They can get somewhere a little bit cheaper. I'm going to be a little bit inconvenienced by the noise. But then once I get in there, I'm going to get my group of people around me and we're going to bitch and complain about the airport. Lawsuit. So what they yeah. did at this golf course, not only does this family get $5 million bucks, they shortened the the hole so that their... Their house isn't impacted yeah, by the play not anymore. Impacted. They should have just given them a free membership and moved on. $5 million? Why don't they have get uh, glass like that's bulletproof glass for the house? Because that's cheap. What do you want to make? The that's house cheap. made out of Kevlar? I mean, what are you talking <laughs> yes. about? How many balls went into their backyard? 700. Yeah, well, that's, so they have PTSD over this, right? Yeah. And they, right. Have a, they had a giant collection of balls. So sell them. Sell the balls? Like, why wouldn't you? I could sell the balls. Think of all the balls other people went in and got. Absolutely. So there's got to be more than 700. And that's actually usually out of play. I'm not normally for frivolous lawsuits, but I agree with this family. WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.